Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello? Uncle Nick, dear listeners, I hope you're good. Uh, This is my little voicemail. After uh, Millwall surrendered to goal lead to draw 2-2 at Luton, just in my car outside Kenilworth Road, waiting for everyone to get back on their coaches so that we can all get moving. Um, Sort of initial thoughts. Disappointing. Um, After a really good week for Millwall, um, which we saw those two massive performances against the top two, that was a, a disappointing performance from my point of view especially the first half, taking the lead after Zian scored that complete fluke goal. I mean, look, it's a howler from the keeper, but, you know, the power on Zian's shot was brilliant. Um, great. And and you really thought, you know what, take control of this half, knock a couple more in, Bradshaw's in form, let's go for it. Um, what followed was Luton trying to play through the lines, trying to play through and... and find some form of equaliser and and I'm pretty sure that everyone inside the Millwall camp would have been pretty happy to have seen half-time because it just wasn't a great first half from Millwall. The second goal, look, um, you know, we're not lucky enough to have replays in the in the media box at Kenilworth Road. Um, a lot of people turning around to me saying that George Honeyman was offside. Offside or not, no VR in the championship. Lana then pick it up and Bradshaw slots home his, uh, his fifth in four games. And you know what, at that point you think, yes, a bit of game management, see the three points out and, and this could be Millwall settling in to the playoffs nicely. Um, but Luton fought back. Um, that first goal, look, a bit of luck for them in terms of the bounce. Look, great shot from their fullback, Drame on low from Leeds. And then um, Adebayo beats Danny Mack to the ball. Uh, and then the equaliser, well... The subs from Gary Rowett just felt so negative. I know, look, we're managing against tiredness and stuff, but it would have been nice to have seen Ollie Burke earlier, maybe Duncan want more earlier, just to try and either kill the game off, but offer something in the final third as well. Um, and, and the equaliser was just just frustrating to concede. Um, a, a real, real, like, well-placed shot by... Uh, by Luke Berry, who I'm a big fan of. I think he's a really good player at the bottom end of the Championship League One. Um, and, and Mill will walk away from Kenilworth Road with two, well, with a point, having dropped two points. Just um, sort of looking through Twitter, a lot of people criticising the subs that Gary Rout made. Surprised to see George Evans on. Ryan Leonard looked off the pace, 100th start for Millwall, and, and he just looked that little bit off tonight. Honeyman for me, again, um, difficult. You know, really, really difficult. I see what he offers, energy. He's like a little Jack Russell in midfield, but for me, just too sloppy in passes and, and in transitions. Um, one thing to say, the Millwall fans were unbelievable, unbelievable tonight. And, and you know, they were literally, like, you know, singing their hearts out, and it was brilliant. Um, but, yeah, just disappointing overall, really disappointing overall. I walk away and, and everyone's kind of happy with the point and pleased with the point. But a point does nothing for either side. Um, it was the three points that both sides wanted. So, yeah, go again towards the weekend. Big game at home and uh, and see what happens, really. Up the lines. Uh, yeah, catch you in a bit. You're listening to Achtung Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no Hello dear listeners, welcome to Achtung Millwall, the morning after Mill's two-all draw at Kenilworth Road last night. Joining me on the show now is Harry Warren, how are you H? Uh, I'm alright, not too bad. 
crushing disappointment. <laughs> Listeners, there is an album called Running on Empty by an artist called Jackson Brown. He used to be in the Eagles a long time ago, back in the 70s. And Running on Empty just seems an appropriate thing to be looking at as I'm speaking to Harry after after that two-all draw. Um, I mean, Harry, I, I thought that we were... It was a strange outcome last night because we were both extremely fortunate to um, have a 2-0 lead um, dolloped into our lap almost. Um, but then to relinquish that lead, I think, in my opinion, in the cold light of day, is indicative of a squad that is running on empty. Um, I mean, we were at full stretch after a huge uh, February. Um, how did you see the game last night from your side, mate? You, you, you've got a stream to watch it, I understand. Yeah, I've got a stream to watch it. I watched it on Mill TV um, just because my Sky Go app wasn't working. Um, so I had Max and Carl, um, which was okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd, again, it's just like, it was like watching Stoke again against a better Stoke. Um, yeah. So you, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. score early, very fortuitously, yeah. their goalkeepers had a Rick. You know, it happens, but yeah. you know, for once it didn't happen to us. Um, uh, and you you take your lead, and then for the rest of the first half, just just every time they come forward, it's like it's like something out of a Disney movie. You know, the monster from fucking Monsters Inc. covering his fucking face every time he thinks the little kids getting. That's what I was like every time they come forward. I've just got no no fucking just Millwall history and Millwall logic says that Millwall will not be able to hold out, and then. For some unknown reason, we get to half time and it's fine. And I think, all oh, right, okay, we're going to have to change this at half time, and we don't do anything. Um, no, that's a thing I wanted to come on to because I mean, you're right. I mean, the first half was in endurance, really. We we um, the shot from Fleming that uh, was our, our lucky stroke, really, that the goalkeeper spilled into the net. Um, you know, it was it was an, a fairly average shot by uh, Zian Fleming standards, but um, thankfully it went through his hands and went into the net, Jordan Archer style, I suppose you'd call it. But apart from that, we, we barely got out of our own half. I mean, they, I think we did dodge a couple of um, fairly valid penalty shouts. And thank God there's no VAR in the championship. I don't think, I think on another day. I don't think they were valid. I'm fucking... The, the, the second... Well, the, the commentary made me laugh because I was watching Sky TV. You were lucky you didn't have the benefit of the professional, miserable northerner, uh, Don Goodman, who really, really despises Millwall, and it's quite funny to listen to. It's going to be great if we get to the playoff final when he's got to pretend he's happy. <laughs> Can you imagine this? <laughs> Can you imagine if we get into the Premier League, we're going to have to listen to this every week? No, because just... every, every every stroke of fortune was, uh, was, was, was um, you know, kind of de- talked down by, by the uh, professional comms. It's quite funny, really. Um I mean, I thought, I thought we lived on our nerves in that first half, H, in all honesty. Um, yes, we did dodge a couple of penalty shouts, how strong they were. I mean, one, pick, one was a fucking... Another day we get, get, we get given, don't oh, we, yeah. you know, against us. I mean, I mean, <laughs> going back to your point about that if we went to the Premier League, they'd have to fucking... I don't know, I think we'd become like... I get the feeling we'd become everyone's second team until, until mm. we'd done something biblical... Off the pitch, on the pitch, type which of thing. will happen. Oh yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> this <laughs> like, is going to happen. Yes. How many games in you could do a sweepstake before it, before it started? But yeah, <laughs> I, I'm thinking like seven games in when we call Guardiola a cunt when he turns up or something like <laughs> on Sky. But anyway, we, we're we're jumping the gun. Um, jumping the gun. Very, a long very way. Much so. yeah. I'm, I'm still yeah. at half time looking at the table that said we were fourth. We were fucking fourth. We were full for a long time last night. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we were. But yeah. it, look, at the end of the day, we, we rode our luck with a couple of penalty decisions. I thought Danny Mack had a really hard job and it just proves, like, everything that we've said all season about the squad being light and, and stuff like that, you know, like, Billy Mitch has got injured. Okay, you can you can cope with Billy Mitch being injured because you've got Saville yeah. and you've got yeah. um and, and Shackleton and you've got Leonard that can, can run about a bit, but he looks so far off it. Um. But you know that's that's really all you can go to, and then we have the artist known as George Evans, who I'd rather have Boy George in the middle than fucking him, because he is absolutely fucking useless. He is to football what fucking tap water is to water in a restaurant. It is fucking awful. Um, and yeah, no, I, I, we'll come back to him because we 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 we're jumping ahead a little bit. I mean, first half heavy touches, uh, poor passing, tired legs. I've written down here. 
Um, and I think that probably sums up the Millwall half. We we really, really didn't get anything other than that um, stroke of luck from Zian. Do you think we were nervous? Uh, earlier. I thought, I thought we were... Tired, Harry. Which, I don't, well, I don't um... think it is just tiredness, though, because they, they looked... They played, they got the goal, and then it's like, mm. fuck, we've got something to defend. I, I, yeah. I generally think that's like that's the mindset. Fuck, let's defend, let's defend. Let's keep what we have. There's no... Come on, we'll keep playing. We'll we'll do what we wanted. Admittedly, against fucking Stoke and Luton, we haven't had anything left to go forward with. Um, but it feels I think it, there's, there's there's that it feels there's that, that we're a bit. I don't know, like in possession, it was just rushed or one pass too many. And then when they did try and play, like you get Creswell with a forty-five yard diag in his own half to fucking Murray Wallace that nearly leads to a goal, and you go, well, that's not the time to play. The time to play is. 20 yards further forward and you knock it about. And it's just decision-making can come from tiredness. But I also think Luton are quite a good side in terms of pressing and winning a ball back. Like maybe they're sort of two or three years down the line of what we want to be. Probably I see what that's probably Gary Rowett's idea of sort of football there that Luton do. And um yeah, I, I I think also I mean Luton aren't a big time club any more than we are. Um, I do think the situation induces nerves. I mean, I, I think that's the the point that you're making about um, you know, the kind of the, the the poor quality of the play sometimes. I think suddenly it dawns on you at a certain moment. It dawns on you just what's on the table in front of you. Fourth in 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 the championship, the at that time. The players will be well aware of that, and you start to you know you maybe your knees start to knock a little bit because these are not players that um, perhaps only Cresswell, perhaps only Zian might have expected to play at the top level, but most of the others wouldn't ever have dreamt of such a thing. Um, and I suppose it does induce a bit of bit of nervousness, doesn't it? Um, I, I, I personally, personally, I don't know that that's that's it. I think it is. I think it is. Um, just a, a squad at full stretch, possibly gone a bit beyond stretch, full stretch now because I just thought we we looked very. Um, I mean, defensively we looked a little bit shaky as well. I mean, they hit the crossbar, didn't they, from that in swinging corner? Corner um, just after the start of the second half. Oh, we'll I think going, was, uh, when they when they done that, I was just like from the from the first point, I was like, what's he fucking done there? And then I realised like. It was so lucky Long didn't touch it. Because if he touches it, it goes in. Because he's, he's back yeah, there. Yeah. It's just like, he flaps at it like I might do. If I'd found myself wearing a middle goalkeeper's shirt, I'd, I'd go like flailing after it, not really knowing what I'm doing. It, it, he fuck, thankfully, he fucking the top terri- of the he terrifies me, Nick. He absolutely terrifies me. I, I um, just... I, dodged a bullet. Dodged a bullet there, didn't we? Yeah, um, I, just, I just... They they look... What's the right word? The defence have done magnificently. So I, I, I find it difficult to necessarily criticise them because I don't think they get a lot of help at the moment. We've had, it was, I mean, the elephant in the room is that we missed George Savile last night massively. Just uh, Well, we missed George Savile, but we also, uh, the ball was not going forwards and staying forwards. It was going to either, either to Tom Bradshaw to try and lay off to somebody and then invariably that was there, was there was nothing there or it was going to an orange shirt last night and it was coming straight back at us. And, you know, there was, there was a statistic, I don't know if they showed it on Mill TV, but... Sky Television had um, just after the uh, the crossbar hitting uh, incident at um, forty eight minutes, so that uh, Luton had had seven corners to Mills none by that stage of the game. So yeah. I, I think we barely had um, a set piece situation. Really, I mean, when we did get them, we we didn't make much of them. But um, again, the football gods smiled upon us, Harry, um, with that uh, quite nicely worked goal actually for number two, fifty one minutes. Which was a ball spread out wide right to uh, George Honeyman, who found the the man of the moment, Tom Bradshaw, who finished quite nicely. Goal poachers kind of um, finish, wasn't it? Live on Sky. <laughs> Live on Sky. Um, Mill's inability to retain two nil leads is a thing that concerns me. I, I, I think that we have to be um, collectively. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a mad cap um, run if we can maintain any kind of form. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, I, th- I think as soon as we, we, we conceded that goal, um, which was a kind of daisy colour shot from outside the box, wasn't it, for Luton? No, the first, as soon as that... the first one was the one that hit the post. The daisy cutter's the second. Year, ah, that was it. Yeah, sorry, I've, I've lost track. Um, yeah, that was the, it flashed across the goal. 
uh, was uh, hit the post. I think Long pushed it onto. Him. Yeah, Long Long got. It was a weird. It deflected off Cooper. Then the bloke just. I think it was. A, it wasn't a shot. It was a cross. I think pulled it back, but mm. he hit the bar and a bit of Long keeping it out. And then their guy at the back post just gets it. Just reacts first. It falls to him and he puts it past Murray Wallace in at the far post. But even at two one, I thought to myself, okay, we're going to have to weather a storm for ten minutes, which we seem to have done. Um, well, I thought we didn't look bad after the goal. No, we, it seemed to. It looked okay. It seemed to be okay. Well, we can hit them on the. I think our second goal had given us confidence in the sense that okay, well, when we do get in full, well, we can hurt them because um, we yeah. got in behind. But as that clock ticked on, and I mean, I don't want to dig him out because I think recently he's got his decisions right, but and he's also hands are a little bit tied with what he can bring on. But it's mm. very naive to take Tom Bradshaw off, who's literally working on scraps and running himself into the ground. I know we've got Norwich on Saturday. I, I know it's difficult, and I know that he's played an awful lot of minutes. But out of the two that you're going to bring on, you don't bring Oliver Burke on to win headers um, or, or do any kind of physical work. He just doesn't do that. So for me, he brought on the wrong striker. He, t- he made too many subs at the same time. I know you've got three chips to use so you can use your free your five subs in free hits but the subs that he made i thought were not necessarily right um at the right he, he waits a long while for those subs he as does, well he does. Um, yeah no i thought from as we've said uh last saturday from about the 60th minute onwards I, I, I'm, I'm thinking well time to time to change it because we're you know we're just inviting on a team that can clearly get goals and we just kind of bring them on now if we're going to park the bus maybe you don't do that till Late, I don't know, but certainly the, the ball sticking forwards was seemed to me to be a uh, what wasn't happening last night. And um, you know, we, we <laughs> in I, I thought the substitutions weakened us in in, in fairness. Yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't look half the team after um, Hutch, Hutchinson going into a three man back line um, seemed to confuse well, them. I think that was what that would have been fine. For, that would have been fine to do that. But what what you've done with what you've done with that is then. Sort of leave Scott Malone as a left wing back midfielder because you've Ish, met, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and it don't yeah. really work. The the one that kills me again is the the substitution to bring Evans on again is probably wrong. He's not gonna uh, the bloke is nothing. He doesn't defend. Well, he's 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 coming on as Mister Solidity, isn't he? Mister Experience, Mister Solidity. Um, and we're trying to shore up the midfield. We're trying to shore up the defence so that we can see it through. Um, I, I don't think that ever truly works for us. Maybe it works at, uh, at the um, only, uh, it's Addis Stoke. I'm losing track of all the, these games. The problem, there, but... the problem with it is that you've taken Fleming off, so he can't even roll. Like Evans isn't going to run past people, and he's not going to do lung-busting tackles. He's not going to do lung-busting runs. He's a side-foot pass merchant. So unless you've got someone yeah. for him to pass the ball to in midfield, which he didn't, you 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 know he's nothing. I mean, they missed two balls late on that led to the goal. They missed two long kicks upfield by them, where the ball bounces and Evans and and I can't even remember who was in midfield with him by this point. I think it was it Shackleton. They both I don't have to come off. I can't even remember now. There's somebody else in midfield. No. Basically, they both went. I ain't going to that. Let the ball bounce in the midfield. Luton brought it down, and four passes later. The defence keep backing off and, and they score with a goal that I think Long should save, but I might be being ultra, ultra harsh um, and considering the fact that... I wondered got... that because, I mean, I, I thought the, the error there was the fact that he was given way too much space oh, yeah, in the you know, just outside the D. You know, that, that was where the, the goal origin lies because, and that's down to the defenders. It, whether Long should have got to it, I, I looked at it in the... I haven't seen it since last night, listeners, but um, I don't know. I mean, it might be hard real to time, blame him for that. In real time, I didn't think it was it particularly quickly. I thought it was... It was a, quite accurate. It, quite yeah, it was accurate, accurate but it was, a, it was a daisy cutter that was fucking... Yeah. It's not right in the corner and it's not going away from him. I just think he's got unsighted by the defence. And again, it goes back to the reason the bloke hasn't played a lot of first-team football is because he is very inconsistent as a goalkeeper. He's not a consistent goalkeeper. Yes, he is, goalkeeper. yeah. He makes some good saves as well. Absolutely. But he, you, you, you're, not, you're, not judged, you're not judged on your good saves, Harry. You're judged on the errors. That's the nature well, of goalkeeping. Also, and, and... You're also judged on what what you... Goalkeeping is almost like a performance art, isn't it? It's what the goalkeeper, mm. by their presence, that describes and 
like Adino's off or a Buffon or fucking they yeah, they, they yeah. make a sort of this pantomime character. Of, they have a presence. Yes, I mean I'm thinking of Tony Tony Warner, yeah, I think, absolutely. or David Ford. You know, big men. You know, um, and he they doesn't carry a weight even with them, even Bart to a point had a kind of oh well he he can't kick and he can't he can't do this and he can't do that but somehow the ball don't go in the net. It's very unconventional. Bart makes saves yeah. with weird parts of his body or he shouldn't be where he is and he saves stuff or did. Um, yeah. and, and I just, again, it just, it's not the right keeper. It's a, it's a, it's a square peg round it's, hole because he can kick. His kicking hasn't been particularly great the last couple of games. It's fucking being smashed all the way downfield to the other goalkeeper, which is good to know. Yeah, yeah a lot of that last night. I, I put that down to tired. The, the the kind of classic tired performance idea, but um, you're right. A lot of lot of kicks right from one penalty area down the other end. Of the other stri- I don't see what we. What strikes me with that is if he knows he's kicking it. Pardon me, sorry. If he knows he's kicking it long, surely you're better off aiming that to go into a corner, into a channel, with half a chance of it going there. You'd have thought. You'd have thought. Uh, yeah. So surely you've got to think about restarts and where you restart from. If they've got a, if they've got possession in a throwing in a defensive third, surely that's better than giving it back to the keeper who can step out with it and, and play. If it's a dead ball restart, you get shape. You can reshape where you stand. Where you you've you're engaging with them from a restart basically, so you shouldn't be beaten from there. You can ask whether or not we're yeah, any good at that. Yeah. It's a separate thing. Yeah. But I I just thought. Before the game, you'd have taken a point, but being two new up and, and throwing it away is a very Millwall through the years. Yeah, uh, it's a trait, trait, isn't it? And it, it makes it feel like a defeat when it isn't, actually. It was one of the points I wanted to make, and you've just made it look well. Um, and on one hand, yes, it's points dropped, having got an established a 2 0 lead, and you shouldn't be giving up 2 0 leads if you're um, in the top six of, of the championship. But. Equally, if if you'd have said if I'd have said to you, Harry, we're going to be two all, uh, get a two all draw tonight at Luton, um, and we'll take take forward to uh, Norwich. You know, um, where are we? Fifth, fifth position. Um, that you'd probably have taken that, and I, I think it's kind of a you go around in circles on it because there there is both um, positive and negative uh, elements to last night's result. I, th- I think. I mean, we also dodged a bullet. I just want before we finish about the game. I mean, we, there was a late chance. I headed over the bar, and my life flashed before my eyes at that point because I thought <laughs> we got three two down. Visions. When was it? Was it Brentford? We gave up a two 0 uh, QPR years ago. as well. We did it, didn't we? During yeah, we two 0 at half time and right. lost. We've given up, given up leads, and and I thought well, there we go. But thankfully, that went over the bar and it finished. Two. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello? Hi, Nick. John Rankin just calling in with the uh, pre-match, sorry, the post-match thoughts on yesterday's 2-2 draw at Kenilworth Road. First tribute really goes out to the travelling support. I thought it was a magnificent um, effort put in by the Millwall faithful. 
there was uh, a lot of train delays, um, cancelled trains, and um, we were in really good voice and got behind the team. It's strange, really, because um, I think we're kind of running on fumes a little bit, as the saying goes, and the bench and the squad are looking very depleted, and I think that showed in the match, really. I can understand the disappointment and possibly Gary Rowett's disappointment because we managed to play out a 1-0 lead at Stoke for 82 minutes, but we couldn't hold um, a 2-0 lead for sort of 30 or 40 minutes at Luton, but they were a different team. They were very, very strong and powerful coming forward. Very threatening, and I think finally um, the uh, you know it was just too much for us to handle with the personnel we had. I think we missed Billy Mitchell and, and George Savile in the middle of the park. Um, I think that really showed our back four were tremendous. I think um, last night really really good. Um, and we lacked that kind of continuity to move the ball through the midfield up to our, our front players. And I, I just think, you know, with what we had, with the tools at our disposal, I thought we did very, very well. It was kind of um, inevitable that Luton would score. They were finding gaps and putting us around. And, you know, and they did. The second goal... Again, was a bit of a disappointment, but listen, you know, to go up to Luton after the matches we've had and come back with a with a point is good. And I see no reason, subject to players being fit, and that obviously is a big caveat with Millwall, for us to beat Norwich at home and then have a rest and a restock. So it feels still feels good. It f- still feels as though, you know, that sixth spot, is available to us in the playoffs. I think it's going to be us or Luton. That's the way it's shaping up. I can't see room for the both of us in the playoff spots. And I think the home match against Luton will be one of the deciding factors. So it's getting very exciting now. And I just want to say well done to everyone. OK, over and out. Come on, you Lions. Achtung, Milbein. Injury hit squad tie performance a point is probably not bad, but it does feel a bit leaves a bit of a taste in the mouth afterwards. Some I don't know when you've got a two nil lead, however fortuitously. Yeah, I mean uh, you got to give you got to give the squad credit for being two nil up when they didn't deserve to be. But that's the difference between getting in the playoffs and not getting in the playoffs is to hold on to that two nil lead. I don't necessarily think it is in this instant. I think we'll know a little bit more at Saturday, and I think with the greatest deal of respect, if you don't get beaten Saturday, I know everyone's going, oh, we need three points. You don't really, because after Saturday, we've only got one team left who are in the fight. The rest are all relegation fodder or mid-table nothingness, the games. Um, yeah, and they are they all must win games, those kinds of fixtures. I think you're right. I mean, just looking at the table, Mill fifth, 54 points, Norwich City, our opponents on Saturday in seventh. Um, a point there keeps them at bay, um, Watford, then there's a gap down to Watford in eighth on 50. So um, we've got to be realistic. Just 12 games to go. So, I mean, there, just take, Saturday, don't make it into this, oh, we need to win. We don't really. I don't care if we finish fourth. I don't, as long as we finish in the playoffs, it don't matter. This is this is the point. I know, I know. yeah, you could want a different team or, or any of this bollocks. Let's just get there before and we'll worry about everything else. So, your nearest rival at the moment for that spot, in theory, is not is Norwich. You are outside, and and by getting a point, you basically put it back in your own hands again. That's all you want. You want to be in control of your own destiny. Then it is still in our own destiny. If they go in front, then we've got to chase again, and that's very difficult. I mean, I think uh, you know, twelve games, as we said, with, with Norwich um, coming up looming on Saturday, and then we do have a chance of a moderate break till the week after we were away at Reading. I think the squad does need a few days um, to break. just to con- collect itself. There's an international yeah, there's break coming an international up. looming end of March. I think there's uh... so that's two. It's a two, it's a two week international break, which I think will coincide with Billy Mitchell being back fit. So if we well, that would be great to see. So if we can yeah. just get through these next few with 
seven, maybe nine points, something like that. We'd be, we'd be. The one that worries me is, as I said in our group chat last night, is Walnuts coming to the den with Huddersfield fighting relegation, and it's going to be fucking Oofball <laughs> FC, which might suit Charlie Creswell. I don't know. I don't know if it suits anyone else. Um, I thought it's but, not quite but, such a manic manic march as we had in February. We had a lot of football in February, Harry. Um, so we also had a lot Saturday. of. We've got. We also had a lot of big games in February. They weren't easy games. They were the best two in the league and then two fighting for promotion. Yeah. Whereas, you know, yeah. if you compare that to March, you've got, what, Norwich, and then you've got basically... Uh, you've got Reading away. Yeah. And um, then we're at home to Swansea and, and Huddersfield. So um, you'd like to think that if you are a playoff that... team, you'd like to think that you take care of that. Well, that's that's got to be that's got to be the the. I mean, we're getting now towards the, the the crunch end of the season, so you do start to look at fixtures like that and say, yes, they are must wins, really, if you're going to be serious. If you're seriously thinking about finishing in the playoff zone, which is realistically where we are aiming to to finish, we're not going to chase down Sheffield United in second. So you're, you're right that it doesn't really matter within the the three, four, five, six positions where you finish, as long as you finish within that group. So you're looking at fixtures like Swansea at home, Huddersfield, and, and to some extent going to Reading as well. Gary Rowett said we need 72 points. That's the, that's the target to finish in the top six, which is basically uh, what's that, 18 points away at the moment. So six wins um, or, or variations thereof. How many young guys we've got left? We've got one, two, three, uh, four, five. Six. Oh, that's all right then. We'll win all six of them. That's fine. Seven. Oh, seven. seven. We've got oh, he's home, got he's got a game. Seven home games. I oh, can afford to draw against Norwich. We'll win all six at home. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. I think. I mean, I, I think mean, that's, uh, we've got some difficult. North. It'd be nice to get close to having it wrapped up um, by mid-April. We've got two difficult northern away trips, long trips up at Wigan on the twenty-second of April, and then another long trip up to Blackpool on the 29th. But we do finish at home. I'm hoping. I think with that. Blackburn at home. See, so, see, I don't want that. I don't want us to be fighting on that last day, needing anything no, against Blackburn. No. Who might be? I mean, it'd be nice if they're already they're in third and they're done, because you just rest everyone, surely, wouldn't you? If you're if you're their boss, you well, know, I, I, I would. Yeah, I, I don't, there's I mean, nothing to be gained by beating Millwall because you're going to play them. Free, you could play them. I mean, if I'm Blackburn and with the greatest of respect to Millwall. If Millwall were the team in sixth and I'm finishing third and Watford or Norwich are sitting outside with their resources, I'd be more worried about fucking letting them in and then having to play them over two legs than playing Millwall. The thing that helped the thing that helped us when we got promoted in eighty eight, the thing that really helped us, and I'm hoping this will come into play because you mentioned at the start of the conversation nerves, Harry, and nerves are a real thing. That but it isn't just Millwall that get nerves, it's gonna be other teams too. Um to some extent all of the playoff contenders will also be you know, got some big names in it, if you like. You've got Middlesbrough, Blackburn at the moment, then the two uh, lesser lights of Mill and, and Luton. But Norwich would also be feeling the pressure and teams start to fall away. The, we, the other thing to say is is the, the, the playoffs. We're aiming to get into a playoffs, which is essentially a, lottery, a, a, a two-legged semi-final and then a final. Any, anything can happen in that and form goes out the window, doesn't it? So certainly some big football to be played over the course of March. Um Roller coaster ride. I, I don't know whether there's an expectation yet. I still think we're on the cup run um, mentality, which is probably what suits Millwall in the end. We're the ultimate underdog cup side, and we always struggle against teams that we're expected to beat. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it, we're, we're best when we're up against the wall to fighting the bigger names, as we've seen in, in February. Um, I've picked out a few few tweets from last night, Harry. Um, Joe chats out there in the US chat out to Joe he says certainly not the finish that Millwall wanted but a point on the road is always a decent thing luck, luck was largely on the line side though he says Roman essay should have been brought on instead of George Evans which I think is probably something that you're I, mean, I don't know you're certainly the Evans side of it I, I, I'd um, say Roman yeah Eze. the Ever, the Evans side but I don't I don't think Eze's a midfielder um, well a central midfielder but yeah I understand the point I, I'd have probably uh, I, I suppose Gary Rowett, if he's being honest with himself, maybe doesn't take, maybe doesn't take Fleming off. Maybe leaves Fleming on and and as two wide men for him to just put the ball in behind. You you can almost play without Bradshaw at that point. Almost play without a centre forward and just leave two up wide. We did that. We did that up at um, up at Stoke, didn't we? Um, Steve Munster, DJ Steve Munster says, gutted we took off uh, attacking players for defenders. 
and it cost us three points. I didn't get too excited. We we all half knew they'd get it back to two all, says says Steve. Um, Steve Evans, same point. Feels like a defeat, deflating. Nor- Norwich now becomes bigger. Well, I mean, I think we've got to look at the twelve game program. Um, as we've said already there, Harry, because it isn't all... It's, it's basically about avoiding defeat against Norwich. I think. Yeah, I think so. And if we can nick, nick, or, nick a win, then that's um, that's happy days. Nice to do what we've done to them a couple of years ago when we won 4-0. I think very... Yeah. That'd be, that'd be a lovely, relaxing afternoon, so, but I don't think that might happen. <laughs> I don't think we're going to see that. would be nice if we could. Um, the emotional one, Shortsy says, Mill's toughest month of the season has seen us lose just one game in seven and we're unbeaten against the top two. That's a fantastic February in my book. I think that's that's right. I mean, it, I, I think in the aftermath of giving up a 2 0 lead last night, it's easy to get a little bit downcast, Harry, but it has been a magnificent effort over February. Still more to be done, of course, but you've got to take your hat off to a, a fairly limited, um, you know, small resource squad. Um, achieving that, I think, is is magnificent. Yeah. And another outing for the Gary Rowett song last night, incident. Did you hear it, the one Gary Rowett? No, I didn't hear it. You didn't hear it? <laughs> I heard. Oh, I hear dear. nothing. I will not sing that. I have not sung that song, and nor will I sing that song. I can't imagine you singing I, I, it. I'll tell you what, I'll do a deal. I'll sing it at Wembley when we're 2-0 up <laughs> with 30 seconds to go, and, and, and we're going up. I'll sing it then, and I'll sing it uh, well, with with great gusto. Um, if we get to that point, if we get to that yeah. point, I'm going to get a seat next year, and I'm going to get that on the on, on the oh. uh, uh, the Instagram, whatever they call it. Um, VJ Vince Lee uh, says tonight's team and substitutions made me think that Gary Rout was happy with a point, knowing a win with a stronger team on Saturday will see us four points clear of seventh. Only time will tell if they're good decisions. Um, yeah, much remains to be seen. And last, a point made me laugh, Merv. Merv Payne, whenever Millwall are live on Sky, uh, Merv is always amused by Don Goodman, who does nothing to hide his utter contempt for us. Says Merv. <laughs> and that came over loud and clear last night. Um, I think that's going to be uh, more of the same as this this season unfolds. I mean, they are going to have to um, put us on a bit more. I've, I've sort of realised that Sky are kind of getting into this idea that, you know, the top six is where the front two have gone. So they've got a kind of, when yeah. they're trying to sell the championship. They're trying to make some I mean, drama out of drama. it. Be... It makes for great TV. Yeah. I mean, but they like the Luton story, the Luton story of their little plastic pitch. That's their story. They don't want any, they, they don't really need these Herberts from South London who turn up. And no, they don't. The place, you know, they don't want that. That's they don't, not they... great for the brand, you know. Look, they, they like Luton for that reason. They're the underdog side, plastic pitch, small scale stadium, character, blah, de, blah, de, blah. And their fans don't sing obscenity-laden songs, particularly no. <laughs> insulting people on the pitch <laughs> or making comment on... Uh, and that's to their detriment, I think, personally. <laughs> so anyway, buckle up, buckle up, everyone. It's going to be an interesting um, last couple of months of the season. Um, Harry, thank you for joining me this uh, this, this uh, Wednesday morning, mate. For early start today. It's um, at times I'm, I'm barely half awake when we were doing this recording. Listen, it's a nine o'clock kickoff today. We've done this, so um, I'm, I think I might have rambled a few times. So it's all right. It's apologies. fine. And uh, I, I I didn't have too bad a night in the end. I mean, my um my women's side I'm involved with beat Cholton, so. I made sure. I, yeah, saw so that. Shout out to the London yes, Sea. As, as ever, the the track record against Charlton is maintained. Is it four three win? Four three win. Yeah, four three win. So, yeah. well done, girls. Yeah, yeah. We fucking we we nearly milled it though because we were three nil up. So, <laughs> 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 the blood. It's just, it, it must be a. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's just it's sort of it must be. It's like a collective. You know when um you watch these sort of documentaries about animals. And they, they go, yeah. they release a pheromone that spreads panic or something like that. It's literally what must happen. You just go, oh, I can't believe this. Oh, fuck, panic. And uh, we all go to pop. But uh, fuck it, I don't know. Like, we're, um, we're in it, aren't we? 12 games, 12 games to go, and it feels different then. I think the last point I'd make is it feels different then. When we got close with Aris and we were, two, we were two games away or whatever, and we just ran out of steam against Fulham and Middlesbrough. Um, yeah. that end to play Fulham and Middlesbrough is very, very important because if you had had someone with nothing to play for, you could have almost relied on us to carry them over the line, the, the chanting yeah. and, and, and the den atmosphere yeah. and whatever. Whereas this time we've got Blackburn on the last day, that's, you know, that could be important, but it's only one game and we can get up for a one-off game as as the den can. Um, but 
after Saturday, you'll be 11 games away. So there's only, what, 33 points to play for. It's yeah, saying that we yeah. need 18. We need to get 50% of the points or whatever it is. Yeah. Realistically, yeah. that's probably what we've got all season. We're not off. We don't need to go on a madcap run and win seven out of the last 12 no, to no, get no. in there. We're no, not chasing. No. We are there to be chased. And it's all in our own hands. It's, 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 when you're in there, it's in your own hands. It's in our destiny. And that's what's terrifying because we don't do very well when, when it's in our own hands. We are, we are uh, as you said earlier, we're better as an underdog and the ones who need to chase rather than the ones who are... We don't like to be chased. Absolutely. We like to do the chasing. So um, we'll see how we go. But I, I, can't, I can't fault them. I thought Creswell was... Fantastic last night. I'm not, you know. I was just going to say, closest man of the match. I was going to pick out Cresswell myself, really, because it was a difficult night. It wasn't a great performance overall, but I would have plucked for, for Cresswell personally. I thought he had their striker in his pocket, really. Um, he, mm. he seemed to, he seems to be learning of what he can do and what he can't do. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're seeing this this guy, sort of Bambi on ice defender that dribbles out every now and then, and all right, he got it wrong at Burnley and. He, mm. As long as he don't make that mistake again, I can kind of accept it because he's 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 edging it, he's defensive sort of positioning and everything is starting to come. And you know he could he's a danger in the other box. And you know now that Cooper seemingly is being manhandled and fouled at every opportunity whenever he comes forward. Yeah, with impunity. Yes. I, I mean it's, it is a joke. I mean you know people talk about you know those two penalty decisions they could have got. I mean. They're only as strong as the penalty claim for Cooper when he's got two people literally pulling down on him. In yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, it seems to go. It swings, it seems it swings to go and roundabouts. You get them, you don't get them. But yeah, I think Creswell was outstanding, and we'll move on to Saturday. And I'm gutted I'm not going. But. Yes, well, enjoy your enjoy your your, your holiday. Um, yeah, we will be back after uh, the game on Saturday. Uh, we're going to close out now with the voicemails and um, I shall go away and play Jackson Brown's Running on Empty as a, as a kind of a nod to last night's tool draw. Big thank you, Harry. Thanks for joining us, mate. Appreciate no it. No worries. Come on, you lines. Hello? Hello, Nick. Graham Payne here with my thoughts of the game last night. I know we didn't play particularly well and we would have took a, a point before the game, but to be 2-0 up, um, I, f- I feel it's it is two points dropped. First half, I know we got that gift of a goal in the first four minutes, and we didn't do much else in in the in the half really. Um, they should have probably had a penalty when Leonard uh, kicked the guy, but we got away with that one. But other than that, I, you know, I didn't really feel f- they threatened us that much. Second half, we started it, and obviously it looks like the goal was offside, but we'll take that two nil. And, um, you know, I thought that was it. We'll, we'll see this through now. They got a goal back. Long pulled off a great save. The guy followed up and put it in. But then I thought, for the next period, we took the sting out of the game. And I thought that was our best period of the game. And I actually thought we'd go on and get a third. I thought Fleming was outstanding in that period. Bradford, Bradshaw looked dangerous. And, uh, you know, I, I thought, yeah, we, we've got this now. And we'll go and see it through. And then I know I'm not going to slag Gary Rowett off but I think he you know he has to take part of the blame for that last night I think the substitutions uh, were wrong last night um, to bring off Bradshaw and put on Hutchinson and Shackleton Evans I mean, he said Shackleton was injured but I, I didn't think we needed Hutch to come on I thought the back four were doing fine I thought Cresswell and Coop were dealing with it Danny Mack and, and Murray you know I didn't I didn't see the need to go five at the back last night and then he, he took off Fleming and, you know, and, and then Vogel Samu, again, I thought was anonymous, but we then, and brought on Burke, but then that was it. It was like we had nine defenders on and Burke up front. And, yeah, I mean, the goal, I think, you know, obviously Hutch should have closed him down. And, you know, when it went to, I'll hold my hands up, I thought they're going to go on and get a winner now. And when that guy went off, up at the end, I thought, and but it was went over the bar. But yeah, um, yeah, I look at it as two points dropped. But as I said, I think before the game you'd have took the point. But so now we move on to another big game on Saturday, Norwich, and I think it'll be, probably be another near sellout. And uh, I know that the players, are, you know, some of them do look tired, but 
Let's hope they can keep going and, you know, and we can get another good result Saturday. Come on, you Lions. Uh, Nick, Matt Richards here. Um, yeah, just dining in after the game tonight, uh, which I watched on my iPad uh, on Sky with a dodgy Wi-Fi connection in the Isle of Man in the Premier Inn, uh, which I realised was about two or three minutes behind the rest of the play as I kept seeing good old Graham Payne's messages coming through every time he scored. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I watched the game and um, actually fair place for everyone who went. Um, brilliant support tonight. I could hear you loud and clear um, over the dodgy connection. It's disappointing. Obviously, you know, losing the 2-0, 2-0 lead, you know, especially the fact that we do have usually like a really strong defence, you know, um, but it's, we we were lucky to be 2-0 up, let's face it. Um, we would have taken that, obviously, but you got to be you got to be you got to be honest and say we we're fortunate to have that. Um and at the end of the day, you know, a point we would have taken that before the game. When you look at the team we had out, I'm thinking about the midfield, you've got Leonard, who, you know, great player, you know, really strong midfielder, but he's been out for so long, you know, he's not up to full match fitness. Shackleton, you know, Similar as you hear, heard after um, the match, how it was saying that he's got a bit of a he's got a bit of a strain, and this is it. You know the players who got out injured, you could just list them all. Um, but even the ones that we've got playing, they're probably half of them are carrying injuries as well. You know, I'd be surprised if there's one actually fully fit player out there. And I know other teams will be in a similar position, but we know that our squad is is so small compared to other teams. Um, and we've we've known that this this could well have happened, you know, back in January after the transfer window, and we could see all the the um, games we had coming up, you know, we could see this is going to happen, and it's happened, you know. So what can we do? Can't mind about it. You just got to deal with it, haven't you? Um, but that's why I think we kind of, you know, the, our frustration, the disappointment, needs to be tempered a bit by that. The reality is that the team's still doing fantastically well. You know, fifth in the league. You know, we didn't lose tonight. Against you know a Luton team, who all right, I didn't think they were they were great. They got into good positions and good good possession, but they didn't have any cutting edge. But still, it's it's a result away where we've got a point, a valuable point. You know how important will that be at the end of the season? We've still got to play them at home. Now you see the matches coming up. You know we've got our home games. We've really got to take advantage of those. We just got to get it's easier said than done. No, but we've got to get a fit team out on Saturday. Um, we need Watmore and Burke fit just to give us more options up front um, because we just can't get away. We're playing Vogel Sammer and and Honeyman on the wings because as industrious as they are, then they are, you know, they're not necessarily they're not necessarily cutting edge. We actually need to create goals. Um, I know Vogel Sammer, you know, had a couple of assists last time, but you know we need someone a bit who's got a bit more pace. Um, a bit more trickery. That's what we need, and that's what we're going to need at home. Um, but anyway, I, I sound down, and I think everyone's going to be down. Everybody thinking about the game tonight would be down. But I think in two days' time, I think we, you know thoughts will turn to Saturday, um, and we need to have a packed house in there on Saturday. We need to get totally behind the whole team um, from from the off, and we need another Sheffield United performance to play against a Norwich team, which. You, you know they're they're picking up their form recently. You know they've got some good quality players in there, so that's going to be another tough game. But three points there, wow, that would be a superb performance, um, and I think we can do it. So um, yeah, let's be positive. Let's look ahead to Saturday, and um, let's let's do it. So um, yeah, that's it for me. Come on, you lions! Mike Hayden here, aka Big Jerry Scalac. Uh, after that 2-2 draw at Kenilworth Road. Uh, wasn't at the game tonight, uh, wasn't lucky enough to get a ticket. Uh, shows you my loyalty hasn't quite been the best this season, but fortunately uh, we were in front of the Sky cameras. And um, yeah, extremely strange game. Um, it was probably one of the most undeserved 2-0 leads I've ever seen. Um, we got absolutely battered first half and we're only 1-0 up due to, uh, you know, a obviously terrible goalkeeping mistake. Um, I thought Luton should have definitely had a penalty as well. 
And then second half, Luton came out really well. And, you know, we somehow just did a really nice move and scored. However, you know, Honeyman was slightly offside. But, you know, we're due um, a few refereeing decisions to sort of go our way. And, and that was our, our overdue thing that happened tonight, I think, because we've had a few dodgy ones recently. So they, they played in our favour. What goes around comes around. Um, I mean, at 2-0 up, you couldn't quite believe to be 2-0 up. But I think... Luton are a different side to Stoke, obviously a better side going forward. Um, they did pin us in quite a lot, um, you know, were making some good chances. And, you know, unfortunately, it's very difficult to see a game out like that with a team which is incredibly depleted at the moment. I mean, Rowett said at the end, you know, two or three players finishing the game with tight, tight muscle injuries and, uh, you know, already lacking in numbers. Um, so, yeah, we just couldn't hold it out. But um, second goal especially was disappointing to concede. I know Hutch is getting back to fitness as well, but it just didn't close him down for some reason. And you just think, you know, when it's like 85th minute and you're 2-1 up, even if it's slightly undeservedly so, uh, you do want to take home those three points. But it wasn't to be. Uh, I think if you'd have offered us all a point before the game, we'd have probably taken it looking at our side at the moment. Um, but the games are coming thick and fast at the moment. Uh, Norwich at home next, which is a huge game. Um, do fancy us to do well against them now, I think, especially with a good dang crowd behind us. Hopefully we can um, pick up pick up that form and, and go and beat them. Um, also a, an observation at 2-0, um, one Gary Rowett being sung from the terraces, which uh, I think the first time I've heard it, so... Um, I think the fans may well have been uh, won over um, by Mr. Rowett now. And, uh, you know, I think deservedly so. Um, personally, I think we've improved this season. Um, not massively, but improved enough. Um, and, um, you know, I think one of the main things that I wanted to see was not necessarily solidifying ourselves in the top six, but like being in the top six for a period of time. Uh, in the last few weeks, you know, we've been there. And with that additional point tonight, it takes us up a little bit further as well. Uh, so hopefully we can hang around as, as long as we can until um, the end of the season would be would be very, very nice. Um, so, yeah, good um, battling performance, um, you know, lacking quality at times, of course. But you know, I think there's reasons for that. Um, in the end, a point isn't the end of the world, that's for sure. Big game Saturday, come on you lines. Achtung, Millwall. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.